Hello and welcome to the 55-1 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I am joined in the room by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria. How are you, man? Hello, I'm good. Uh, It's a crazy week, so... Uh, but um, aren't they all? Yeah, they are. But uh, it's a good day. It's Monday, um, and Eric's not here. So Eric is not. Oh, so that's a good day. Oh, it's a great. Good day. Eric is in uh, Brazil right now. So um, he will, Elise, yes. We'll we'll just throw in random uh, random uh, Brazilian uh, phrases, and then uh, and I have, then just I have a, a Boozella app. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then on the phone, Alex Schieferdecker, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Great. Well, perfect. It's just really, it's really hot here. You know, any 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 speaking is just wasted uh, energy. It was uh, 72 and breezy today. It was beautiful. Oh, cities. So it was a uh, felt like 98 day here. Yeah, perfect. Well, eat it. Not a fan. Um, no. So Sucks. weather talk is always interesting for listeners. Um, we, They're all Minnesotans. Well, so. it's going to be about as interesting as talking about a nil-nil draw. So just <laughs> buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm I, so I'm pleased to be here. But um, I want to today. I want uh, in the in the little uh, uh, intro, the hors d'oeuvre section. I want to say it's the start of the Bundesliga five season, which means FC St. Pauli kicked off their season this year. That's right. You opened up, uh, and uh, the beginning of every season is when I start talking about FC St. Pauli and Whitehawk FC. And then by the end of the season, I stopped talking about them because I'm Because they've been relegated or... Yeah, yeah well, Whitehawk. No, this time they're going back up, man. Up from the ninth division. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> FC St. Pauli, uh, we, we actually... So there's only like six games this season that are not at 6.30 a.m. on a Saturday. So I'm going to have them... I'm going to open up the, the bar for these. So next one is actually this Friday. I'll be open at 1.30. It's going to be like me and like four other people. Uh, so and like, the great part about it is that on the only way you can watch it is Fox Match Pass. There's no commentary, no uh, score, no time. So it's just us watching, listening to the sound. And I want there to be an FC St. Pauli uh, supporters group in America that has like a ham radio, and they do their own like uh, commentary that's like unofficial commentary. But that's what we ended up doing. So are you going to be opening up early? I mean, for the EPL it's games? just yeah. Yep, EPL's coming. It's just, it's just waiting for someone to be a hero, Wes. Yeah, could be you. I gotta learn more of the players. <laughs> I'm still on my way there. Uh, last time I played, got, last time got. I played them in Football Managers two years ago, so I I only know the players who have been there for that long. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, so the EPL, all the European stuff is starting to 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 kick off. So like for example, this Sunday is the extreme. Everyone loves this one. Community Shield. You're all excited about it. Man City versus Liverpool. So 9 a.m. on Sunday. I'll be there. It's time. Uh, what about those early, early games? You will be open for those early, 8 early games? 8 and, a.m. and beyond is what we'll be open for. Damn so, um, and like, uh, what I'm looking for is if you are a, a, a fan of a random club, you Aston Villa fans, you Wolves fans, I don't want you Liverpool fans. Just kidding, I do. I, I want everyone. But um, what about us Newcastle fans? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We'll get Carl out, and you can you can watch with him. Um, anyway, I'm excited about uh, FC St. Pauli. I, I've like also, I like keep on working to find ways to get them to to play a, a friendly here in uh, in Minnesota. <laughs> but uh, that that'll be a, a long process. Um, the other bit of news, I don't know if, Alex, you can interrupt me after this if you've got any other uh, uh, bit of news, but um, the Minnesota news is that Eric Miller today was uh, traded to NYCFC for 50000 in GAM, which ah. means that we traded uh, Sam Nicholson for 100000 in GAM and uh, defensive solidity for last year, which, you know, when you look at what Sam is doing in Colorado, is probably still a decent haul. Um, but it's a it's a bummer to lose a player like like Eric. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's just I, I think that it's like I don't know. It, it feels like we knew it was coming because obviously for you know whatever reason he wasn't getting time. He wasn't being trusted by the coaching staff. But I never feel like I necessarily know why that's the case with some players it just always seems to happen uh 
Well, and uh, I don't know. It kind of it's kind of irritating when that when that occurs. There's a lot be that, that we don't see in the the locker rooms and training. Uh, so so obviously I, I don't know anything about that, and who, who knows? But um, yeah. I, I do I do think that he's a guy who um, he got a little bit of chance this year and was neither good nor bad. He was he was fine. He was decent um, in ways. He was exactly what. Gasper has given us, but um, Gasper Dotson certainly, I think, was Dotson's rise was certainly one of the reasons that um, the team felt like Miller could be surplus because Dotson did really add something dynamic. Um, and then you start to look at okay, well, if Dotson's our backup on the right, and then we've got Chase on the left, and now we just find, signed Moimbe, you've got in both cases, you've got an international who. You know, obviously on the right it's worked out, uh, and then you've got a really young player um, who looks to have a really good ceiling. And then you start to say like, oh well, you know, maybe maybe there's no spot for this guy. And uh, obviously, I want to see players like that really succeed here, but you know, sometimes that's not going to happen, and that that is the rough business of it. Um, and now he's off to NYCFC. And they're doing well, so you can, I don't know, feel good for that for him in that respect. Yeah. I mean, as long as he gets playing time and enough time to be able to, you know, produce, because I feel that everywhere he's been lately is just this, he doesn't get enough playing time to be able to A, get acclimated and B, be able to get comfortable in that matter. So, to playing, playing-wise, so instead of just feeling the spot here. So, at house, our household was not happy. Um, I think half of Twitter saw that. Even Eric Miller saw that himself. So. Did, he, did he like that tweet? Or <laughs> I think he replied with a bunch of laughing emojis. Oh. So I, I mean, so. What, what you said about not getting time. He did get 1,100 minutes last year, and I, I feel like... Um, but, again, he was always filling in on the left and doing weird things, and so... Uh, I I don't know. I'm, I, I think... Uh, I mean, he had hope- an assist last year, too, right? I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I hope that it works out well for him. I, I think I you know I wonder if uh, Cassie can go out there and and uh, sign up with Sky Blue or something like that. Or, oh, do you really want to do that? Yeah, would yeah <laughs> wish that upon her. I don't know. I don't if know. You want to wish that yeah. upon anyone? But we'll see. Um, I I I mean, have not heard from her in 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 ages on on what her her uh, thoughts about her career are. But it, you know, starting afresh in New York is not that bad. Although plus the sucker hooligans are over there, so Alexis and yeah. Christian can probably show them around and yeah. well, show them how to be real gully, yeah. right? So uh, anyway, and then I'll, I'll say that um, the All Star Game is happening on Wednesday. I'll be bartending for that, so I'll, that that'll be on. I don't know if you guys People actually, actually care watch about the it. I I usually do. Why? I mean, I'll be doing it because Why? I'll I'll be there for the I mean, first. I mean, you half have a reason, then, right? You have a yeah, bar, yeah. and you want to have people come. You know, I get that, but does anyone really watch it? I mean, all time. Um, I mean, it's I normally th- get. Well, I normally get kind of hyped for it, but it it seems like a lot of the energy has been sucked out of it this year. I'm not sure what it was. I don't know. Um, does uh, it feel like playing, that to to you guys? I mean, Atletico is not a great yeah. opponent, especially that they've gotten rid of Griezmann, who was like. The one player people would have been excited to see, yeah. But I don't. I feel like I don't know. Uh, like uh, Orlando hosting is maybe coming a little late too. Like the the shine has really worn off of that team. Doesn't you know, I don't know something I, about no, it this I, I year. I, I don't know that. what the issue is, but it it just is. It feels odd this year. Um, you, who's coaching the MLS All Star this game this year for the for us? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, right. Is that Bob Bradley? I would assume cup. The cup winning coach is is uh, not with the team anymore. Oh wait, it's, wait. It's normally wait, with the James, MLS Cup James winning o- coach. It's James O'Connor from this Orlando is the home City. coach. Yeah. Oh. Okay. What? James O'Connor versus thought- Diego Simeone is a pretty funny matchup. I was hoping for a good uh, Bob versus Diego, or yeah. You know. Oh, you're right. It. I don't know what I, I had in my head that it was the MLS Cup winning coach, but but obviously if we, we all remember Caleb Porter and Pep Guardiola, that occurred in Portland. So yeah. you're right; it's the home coach. It's always the home coach. Uh, maybe I just totally blanked on that. So I mean, Roman Metnier will be playing for it, so that'll be that'll be fun to watch. Um, Can't wait to see those crosses <clears throat> at the top. Of yeah, the, the box. crosses. Uh, so, but if, he, <laughs> if those crosses go into Zlatan, though. That will be 
Boner alert. So I can't, I can't wait till Slatan jumps up and then elbows someone in the head. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe he'll run off the pitch and elbow uh, him and Diego getting a fight. Um, and get a red after the game, just like Polanto. So anyway, that's on at seven uh, this week. Uh, I, I posted the the rest of the uh, tweeted out the rest of the uh, now that the soccer is really starting to get back in uh, oh, the the schedule uh, at Blackheart of what we'll what we'll be opening up for and and have on. Um, and then the end of the section, I want to say, speaking of boner alert, podiumware.com sponsoring us. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yep, I just did. I just did that. Um, what a segue. Yep. So, for all of you out there, this is the last week, as you're planning for your youth club, your adult club, your supporters group, whatever, um, think about where you want to get your kits from. And Podiumware gives us the chance to buy top quality jerseys that look great, they feel great on you. Um, and their gear is all made in-house, from the designers to the fabric to the assembly. It all goes through this process locally in St. Paul. And then think about how the fact that once you want to do these things, you don't want to have to think about them. You just want them to get to your players and not have to deal with all those logistics. These guys, they set up the website for you. All the ordering happens through that. Um, and then if you need jerseys, you're heading out to a tournament in Iowa and... Uh, one of your players, Nikki, she always, Nikki's always <coughs> forgetting, uh, her jerseys are losing them. Then you can get some replacement jerseys right away because that's what they do. They can do it right away for you. Adidas is not going to do that. Um, Adidas is going to take six months to get you things. Yeah. And, and what I love about Podiumware, not just that they support us, we want to support them and I want other, um, people in the soccer community to support them. And it's been great. We have you have basically two more days to buy the Blackheart kit. Um, I didn't tell you this, uh, Rodrigo, um, well, or, I won. or Alex, but no, you didn't win. Oh, but I'm gonna buy you guys kits. <laughs> oh, what? <gasps> yeah, there you wow. go, hey. Alex. You, you just have to take a picture of yourself pretending to be on our three v three team. Uh, um, <laughs> There's a lot of questions about that three v three. Yeah, I announced the uh, I announced the challenge to the other podcasts. Uh, to some we other call podcasts. it soccer. Had their own response. Yeah, and, and, and we have not figured out the details yet. No, no. Um, People we, already claim Isa watch. And we basically. Gold I think so, what we're so. going to do is like uh, this is the 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 brainstorming that that David Zeller and I have had is that oh, um, that's not good. Is that we're going to basically have uh, four players. And then add two more. We want six and two more. And people uh, will have two random people from the community on each team. Uh, can, can two two add-ins. And then we're all going to pay an entry fee and donate that to the winning team gets to donate to their charity of choice. And then, uh, yeah, I think that we're, we're, we're getting, getting up with food the dates. trucks and all the other stuff. On yeah, there, well, right? you can work out food trucks if you want. <laughs> I'm going to just get the date and all that uh, hashed out. Um, and then uh, and then I'm uh, I've been training. You you have you've been out there. You were, you were playing. I've seen Mark Fangmeyer post a picture of you doing people using using the code for pickup. So I'm excited to go yeah. check it out sometime this week. So what kind of ball are we going to be using? I don't know. Football ball or a sure. softball? You tell me. I don't. You know how to do these things. I just like pretend to play soccer. So yeah, I've anyway, podiumware.com. <laughs> Get your stuff, your kits, your jerseys, everything you need at podiumware.com. All right, back on the 55 One podcast. It's Minnesota United time. Uh, zero, zero draw. Cero so a cero. Third, you know there's a dos a cero? Now we have the cero a cero. It's our third zero zero draw since being in MLS, if I remember correctly. Uh, maybe there's one that blanked out. I forgot the LA one earlier in the year. Um, the Houston one. That's the, Houston, the one you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the, the, angry, the one that I'm still angry about, the Houston one <laughs> uh, at TCF. There might have been one away from home that I, I forgot. Um, what was very funny is I was leaving this sta- the stadium that day, and I, so I want to gauge you guys just with your, because I haven't heard from you yet, um, I want to gauge your just general response. But leaving the stadium and talking to people, especially at the bar afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, were we, do you feel this was a bad game and you're angry, 
or were we unlucky? Because I had one feeling, and everyone I was talking to was angry about it. And so, Alex, I'll start with you. Bad game, and you're you're mad about it, or were we just unlucky? And yeah, I mean, it was a. I think it was a really bad game. I think that the the loons had a bad game plan for their opponent. I don't think they executed particularly well. They should have taken three points against a not good team that's in a not good place at home. And instead, this is, I mean, it's two drop points. Uh, it's hard, I don't know, you may have a different perspective, but it's hard for me to see it as anything but two pretty bad drop points. Rodrigo? Trash. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> why? Like, Well, I mean, just just because a, I mean, the last two games that we've had, we have not offensively put anything really together. It, the midfield is not connecting, and then in this game you had uh, I I don't understand why uh, Dotson even didn't get a chance to play specifically. Well, uh, we'll get to the, those. Subs. But yeah, but uh, I, but just yeah. overall, I mean, I think I mean we were just I mean all the crosses we just we just look look it looked like nobody wanted to win. Like we had chances, and I appreciate some of those chances, but just I just just it was just a really blah game that. All, all we needed to do was to be able to, instead of taking taking crosses from the top of the 18, just dribble into the box and do some quick connection passes and be able to get in there and try to shoot the ball some more. Which there was, did happen, but it just didn't go through. So There was something about this game. Uh, it, it, like the Dallas game, which was 0-0, obviously, until Mason Toy's winner. I was like really confident the whole game that we were going to, score and win and i was not I, at halftime of this vancouver game i was like zero zero draw i know how it's going to end i i just had none of the there was something about the the two games which went very similarly but this game was lifeless whereas the dallas game it wasn't it was disjointed it was a tough scrappy game but it wasn't it wasn't lifeless in the way that this one was. I, I got I to fight with you on this one. Let's just talk about the first half. The <clears> first <throat> half was immense from the team. And, I, and I th- Let me t- actually talk first about the stuff that I think we can all agree on. I thought Boxall and Oparo were superb. Boxall in particular I thought was great. But they Boxall and Oparo in the first half in particular were moving up, pressing up, and intercepting every ball. Vancouver had nothing in that first half. And... Throughout the, the pitch, I think Finley was fantastic that first half and getting to the ball, intercepting the ball, moving. Uh, Vancouver looked like they did not know how to play soccer and they were. But that's because they don't. Yeah, but so let me go to the positive. It wasn't first. anything the loons did. No, 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 no. It absolutely was. They were fantastic at being pr- at pressuring. Every team looks fantastic against Vancouver. Vancouver <laughs> played with, without a single attacking midfielder, they had three number eights on the field. So, of course, their passes in the attack were easy to intercept. Even out of the back, though. Uh, not uh, They have two bad wingers, a forward who gets no service, and three number eights in the middle of the field. Okay. Let me keep going, and you can keep on responding. I thought the, the first <laughs> half, I, I thought, as opposed to the Dallas game. I like this call and response. Keep on calling the, response. As opposed to the Dallas game, I thought the first half, you, can't, you cannot say... That Minnesota looked lifeless in that first half. I think that I, I think that you're, you may say that it was too easy for them to uh, bombard uh, or, or to <clears throat> overtake the midfield or whatever. But Minnesota, they were running around all over the place, picking up the ball, intercepting the ball, recovering the ball, and maybe that's because Vancouver were bad. But but Minnesota was running around. Like crazy, and you—they felt it. the The first half of the game, the stadium felt it, and the the atmosphere was fantastic. And they it almost paid off when they steal the ball and the second minute, and Finley puts in a shot that uh, Angelo tries to finish, and just it was just too quick. Um, you had uh, Miguel had a chance there. Um, I think he had two chances in that first half. You had a, a number of. Pretty good chances that just didn't quite come together, um, and so Minnesota. We can say that we can talk about the attack and how wasteful they maybe were, but I think you can't say that they were lifeless, particularly in that first half. 
You, we can talk about the second half, but is that fair? It's, I, I know it's not really something that comes out of any objective analysis. It was, I just, the way they were, the way they were playing, hmm. it was all moving too slow. The passing, especially in the final third was slow. It was a little predictable. And it just, at halftime, I was like, mm, I don't, it's, this is going to be a tough one because Vancouver, it was very clear that Vancouver, how Vancouver were going to play. And it just, the loons didn't seem to have had any new ideas by, by that halftime, despite Vancouver's approach being pretty transparent. Certainly in the second half, the Minnesota comes out and they looked, um, they looked tired, basically. That's when I, I thought they looked tired. Vancouver looked like they were but there was a moment and they had a plan. <clears throat> there was a moment in the first half where it was a three-on-three three breakaway. And the reason the breakaway occurred was because Angelo got the ball and ran up the field with it. But it could have been a four-on-three breakaway if he had stayed with the play and kept running. And instead, he for whatever reason, I don't really understand, slowed down and let it just be Quintero, Finley, and Miguel. And I, I don't know. He was tired, it felt like. And that was, I don't know, the 35th minute, something around that, that zone. That felt like an ominous sign to me. I do think you, we certainly can say what the last three games have been Dallas, Real Salt Lake, and then this, <clears throat> right? Am I, am yeah. I correct? Um, we can say that you can see in those three games that they are coming out of a period of way too, of so many games, right? June and July was always going to be killer, and they ran through it, and they were fantastic. But the adrenaline is starting to drop, and I, I think I think you can say certainly in that second half you can accuse them of lifelessness. Um, I think but, Ethan I mean, that, Finley that's why, said... That's why you have all this depth that people keep saying that we have, yeah. right? So you can last a eight, nine game <clears throat> uh, specifically. And that's why, to me, like, to me, like, the, I, to me, the first half was just, you know, Quintero was getting the ball and Quintero was, was doing something that, for once, you know, I've always complained about is that he was actually being, not, not being selfish. He was trying to pass the ball out to people and try to be that connection in pass, but... Those opportunities that were created, they were not really good opportunities for people to score up on. And I just think that after that, <clears throat> it was just, um, we just, there was no motivation. There was no sense of urgency trying to get the ball. And every time he got the ball on Metanier's side, it was let him dribble up all the way up, keep feeding him the ball, dribble all the way up, and then just cross 18, 19 crosses. You know, at top of the at top of the eighteen, and have one of the few that actually connected with someone was when it was deeper in that it, deeper deeper into that side. You know, and I was like, if you're gonna cross the ball, fine, but at least you know, don't make it so obvious that you're gonna cross it out from the outside so much that you can't do it. And to to that point, in the same time, like I I love Ethan, I love Ethan, but I thought that when both Ethan and Miguel were given the liberty to switch sides. And Miguel was playing with Metnier, there seemed to be more of an urgency and there seemed to be more of quick passing and connecting. And we were able to get more into that attacking third faster. But that's just what I saw. I don't know if anybody else saw that, but that's what I felt. Uh, let's hope that uh, with the new signings, and I think uh, Lude will be playing against Portland at one point. He's, he, he should be available. That's, that's so that will be able to because as much as, as as much as you know we like Ethan. Ethan Ethan is a is you know it's like a running <clears throat> running gun. You know he he has he has he makes a run for it. You try to get him the ball, and and you can you can plan for that right. If you park it, you can plan to be able to to at least slow him down in that kind of sense. So I I, I really like I really the only thing <clears throat> I really liked was when the, when those two were switching side to side, and I wish maybe now. Uh, play Miguel more with Mentonier's side and then just try to try to attack on one side and try to see if that works, you know, overload one side more. Well, I, uh, let, let me just say that I, I think that Finley is a good example of where this game went sideways because he did have a very poor game. Not entirely his fault. I, he sh I don't think he should have been starting against Vancouver because v Vancouver, given where they are in the standings, given what they are and are not good at, 
it, it, it was pretty reasonable to expect them to come into this game and play as they did, play a pretty counterattacking, bunkering style. And that's not the kind of defense that Ethan Finley is good at, you know, good at playing against. And <clears throat> I would have much rather seen Rasmus Schuller start this game on the left and Miguel Ibarra start this game on the right. And, you know, it's unfortunate that Kevin Molino was, was not healthy for this game because he would have been a good, good player to have. And I think that that kind of setup would have led to a little bit more attempts to play through and move the Vancouver defense around. But because we had Finley, who who loves to do sort of straight line runs down the wing and who needs the space to do that, once we got into the final third, he was pretty often taken out of the play. And basically the ball would get to Metinair and he would have no choice but to cross. And then, you know, as, as I've said multiple times, we had, you know, Miguel Ibarra, the left wing, Darwin Quintero in the center, neither of whom are tall. Angelo has no vertical leap. So there was no target for the crosses. And, and it's no surprise that basically of the four crosses that Minnesota completed in the entire match, one of them being a throw-in, um, th- three of them occurred once uh, uh, Mason Toy came in because he, he's a much better target for crosses than Miguel Angelo. got to one of them. Because Miguel yeah, got yeah. that near uh, cross that went that went to Miguel. Should have been the goal. And then Toy, it was it was not an easy. Uh, it wasn't as easy as it looked, but goddamn, it should have gone in. Yeah, um, I, I just think I just think that that lack of lack of sort of I think the tactics were wrong for this game. I, I mean, I just think they were they were really wrong. Yeah, I guess I'm not convinced about the Schuler thing, but I I, I do think um, certainly. You know, I I will um, pat myself on the back of my uh, genius observation that Metnier comes back, and um, we, we resort back to crosses. I don't think that was initially true. <clears throat> I do think that the first half there's a little bit more run through Darwin, and Darwin would pass to Chase or Finley or Miguel or Metnier and take a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, you're, you're pointing out all the crosses from Metnier. Yeah, um, I think there was a bit more more movement, um, and then as the team saw it wasn't working, then they just like go to the easy, um, the easy option. And Metineer's crosses, uh, you know, they are still great. That's the thing about them; they're really good. Um, he can find a way to to pick out a Miguel Ibarra's <clears throat> head, um, but again, you're right; they've got giants in the box they've got um and then their mm-hmm. fullback the fullback on that side is ali adnan who's a total diving pansy <laughs> but um <clears throat> I, I think that um let's not forget yordi reina too he's a diving yordi but he was he was one of their few good players yeah and he's actually the only good player that they actually have up top i'm actually surpri- <laughs> i'm surprised that and, that, and, that, took, and that's not took that saying long too for much yordi reina to the, come into this conversation because he hasn't really been playing player. enough to yeah. be okay. able to but he and the two of them were the only good players out there, um, in Bom Juan and, and uh, Jordi Reyna. I guess actually their their defense was, was decent on this one. Um, here's, here's the thing about crosses is that statistically they are just not effective. It, they're deceiving because you're getting the ball close to the goal, but the the, the chance that a cross goes in or, or is played in for a goal yeah. across world football is pretty rare. Yeah. And I made the comparison in my write-up this week, but they're like um, long two, like mid-range shots in basketball or like bunting in baseball. Like there's a time and a place for them, but they can't be the thing you're good at because they're just not that statistically useful. Unless you've got Zlatan, right? Unless you've got Zlatan or my favorite, Bas Dost. If a t- if a team ever signs him, they're gonna win MLS Cup. I forgot. So. Everybody drink. Alex made a Boz Dost. Uh, oh, uh, here we go. Reference. Um, there we go. So, you, you know, let me <clears throat> let me uh, let me ask this because um, uh, Lewis Livingston Garcia um, says, "Is it good to have? Um, it's good to have Metnier back from Afcon, um, but should we stick to what's working before his return? Meaning." Would it have made sense to start Dotson instead of uh, Metnier or something? Is is the problem that 
having met Nier in there. Well, we're going to get a good test of this this week, aren't we? When we have two games in a row against Portland. And I'm assuming Dotson yeah. will start one of them, probably as a fullback, because Lawrence Olam will probably start as a defensive midfielder in, the, in that game. So I, I think we might get a test of different Minnesota playing styles. But I think it's, it's you can blame Metnair or you can blame the team. I think that Darwin Quintero is the guy who is the guy for Minnesota. And if he is not the center of the offense, it's probably because he is seated that responsibility. And I think that, he, you know, if he's not, if he's tired or whatever, he, I don't think he can do that. I mean, I think that, and I, I think that the loons need him to step up and be the primary chance creator at all times. Um, let me, uh, talk about Miguel for a second. Cause, uh, I don't think Miguel, I think, uh, man, that dude <clears throat> needs a goal. Uh, it, it was like coming. He had three really great chances or three good chances. Um, but one thing that is really noticeable recently is we're back to uh, version two of Miguel, which is extra touch and then go back. And there was a period, and I'm forgetting how long that period ran, but it particularly was after Darwin came last year, where Miguel was became a killer again and he was going at people he was going toward goal he was taking shots and he's not taking shots he there's a couple two moments i'm thinking of because i just rewatched the 15 minute version um before this where you know just just take the ball and, and move forward a bit drive a bit forward rather than taking an extra touch or or take the ball quickly but he's just he he seems to be lacking confidence again, and that that's been throughout his career. It's ups and downs, and we need to see more. He needs to be a killer every day of the week because when he's a killer, then you have someone that the you have someone that the opposition is not quite ready for because they're ready for Darwin, they're ready for Angelo, um, but I think I think Miguel's game is just clever enough when he's really on it. And we don't see that from him lately. And that, that's frustrating to me. I also thought that Gregush and Ozzy had poor games as well, too. And I, I thought that Gregush, specifically, uh, the way that he's been playing lately, he's been trying to take up more space to be able to create a shot. And he had at least, I want to say, three opportunities that I can remember in which he had ample space to be able to just dribble the ball up and take a shot. And he just didn't do that. It looked like nobody wanted to shoot. Outside the eighteen, and I mean, he he did take three three shots outside, or two or three, three <clears throat> or four um, shots. But they were all bad. He lost uh, confidence well, in them pretty quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, but he, yes, they're not always going to be good from that distance. Um, I thought Alonzo was really great this game. To be honest, I I think that we're underrating because we want to pretend that Vancouver are so bad. We're underrating how much. Um, we also allowed a bad team to not do anything because we've seen in MLS, bad teams still can get something done. They can take it on the day. Um, uh, Alonzo still only missed like three passes um, and he's not there to create the incisive pass. But you, I, I guess the other thing I'm also looking at is our expected goals was 1.61. Their expected goals was 0.3. We had how many games this year? Uh, there was the Seattle win, the Dallas win. Um, I'm thinking of these games where I, I would say we maybe were a bit lucky to get by. We got the one goal when it maybe other days would have. Obviously, the, yeah, Dallas. Um, obviously, there's probably three or four times this year where maybe we were a bit lucky. This game, we were a bit unlucky. So that's how I'm viewing it. I think on a normal day, Toy puts that away, or you know, uh, Finley's not quite as wide. Uh, I, I don't know. Is that is that fair to, fair to say that this is just a reversion to the mean where we were a bit lucky on on uh, several occasions this year? No. No, I know. I'm, I guess I'm asking this knowing that you're going to say no. We've been bad. This is a team 
that the loons should have beaten. And it happens. Like, if they go and beat Portland twice this coming week, like, all is forgotten, Mm. right? It's one of those results, and they happen all the time, that you kind of view in context. Um, You know, if, if the team does well afterwards, you say, oh, you know, and if Vancouver starts doing this to other teams or something, you say, oh, they figured something out or, you know, we put that past us or whatever. Um, but it, I don't think the, they I mean, I certainly don't think that they should feel great about it in the locker room. I think it's hard at this point to view it as anything for me other than two points dropped that shouldn't have been dropped. Yeah. Um. I guess I'm I'm looking through our schedule here in the past games of there's the Houston game or Houston game where Roman get the uh, the long distance goal that was kind of crazy uh, the Seattle game or the DC game where we got uh, the butt cheek goal um, I, I I get it we 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 drop points and the the fact is um, like we like I think we've said previously on this podcast um, we are simultaneously better then people give us credit and at times not good enough. Um, we're currently in fifth, which is just fine. Um, I obviously think our goal, uh, we, we need to get a home playoff game. Um, but if you look at it, below us is uh, FC Dallas, who are up and down, Portland, who are going straight up, uh, Real Salt Lake, who are still pretty good, and probably going to get a playoff spot and then everyone else down there is below. So we really just need to maintain what we're doing and do you just want to coast the rest of the season? Is that what you're saying? No. But we need to Wait, get I don't think I don't think Salt Lake are going to make the playoffs. I think they might be good. I have to look at the standings. Yeah. Um, so, only, oh no, only... Dallas, Dallas, and Portland will make the playoffs before Salt Lake for sure. I'm just saying, in terms of, will, will Real Salt Lake jump up and push us? Because they're only four points behind. And and look, we'll talk about the Portland game in just one minute. Um, it's very possible that both teams go out there and it's just a dull draw. That's that's fine. But a dull draw still, you know, and Real Salt Lake gets a win. Portland. Uh, is this well, for the Open Port- Cup or is this for no, the MLS? No, this is on Sunday. Then uh, we're at 36 points and Real Salt Lake's at 34, right? It, it becomes a little bit more precarious. And so I, I think that I think that I'm still just in the middle space where I'm pleased with what I'm seeing at times, but I'm also concerned. I don't know. I, I don't know. You just listed off a whole bunch of home results where the loons were lucky to get a win. Yeah. Can you be pleased about that? Yeah, that happens, right? I mean, you're not going to... Yeah, it happens, you're not but does it happen this often? I don't know. <laughs> well, it didn't happen last year. So. You're convincing me in the other it's, direction. It's yeah, happened more was... this year, so yeah. Um, the, only, so, the only Utah team that's going to make the playoffs has Christine Press on their team. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Um, <laughs> so this <laughs> Sunday, 3 p.m., uh, Portland are, are coming. Uh, there's like 160... Timbers fans that are going to be in town for it, so it should be really good. And then for both games, or? just for the Sunday game, I think all these people made their plans a long time ago. And then Wednesday is the bigger game, obviously. We'll we'll talk about it next week. Um, but Josh Metcalf asks us. We, we've talked about this previously, but um, says which game versus Portland do you think the team places more importance? Is there any question about this? Open Cup. Yeah, Open Cup. Right. I mean, the we will see. We'll probably see like Carter Manley out there on on Sunday, and same thing with Portland. Yikes. Portland is going to do the exact same thing. They really need a result um, to get into the playoffs, but they're going to go into this and think we're going to see these guys on Wednesday. We want to win Wednesday. We're not going to show them any of our hands. Everyone is going to play their their B to C squad. Um, Portland have eleven more home games remaining. They are fine. Yeah. Yes, but I mean every every game you you want to win, and w- uh, this game, uh, you know Portland. You know if it wasn't uh, Portland, we were facing midweek. Portland would look at this game as a game that they really want to win because that's true. Minnesota's going to be uh, fielding a weakened squad. Portland are, are also have more depth than us. Um, we don't know if uh, Kevin Molino will be available. Uh, we do know we'll have uh, Robin Lude. I've not heard about Moimbe and when he's ready. Um, have you seen that? 
No, I haven't heard any news about if he's so, available yet. So I don't know um, if it's visa related or yeah. Or I, I mean, usually it takes this visa stuff a long time, so I'm, I'm never expecting it to be quick. But if we ever have him load, we definitely could have used him in this game. And I, I actually I want to go back to the game real quick. We could have used him because we brought in uh, Mason Toy, who I think did an okay job. Obviously missed the really big uh, chance. He had two decent chances, and then Abu Dinladi. And there were two to three times where Abu Dinladi, we're, we're countering or we're on the attack, and he's jogging. And, I, I, and he looked tired. And I was just like, Who, what, the, what the fuck did he just bring to this game? I'd put, like, Dotson as a right winger before him at this point. I, I, I just, like... I, it we should have. It was infuriating watching that out there. I think, Dun, I think the Dunladi project is... I don't know. I, I just don't see how he's being productive at all anymore. Besides, it's just his one tapping goal that he's had. I don't, I don't see his, see him being productive at all. I, I wonder if there's a team like Vancouver that might pick him up because he's a generation Adidas. He's free. You know, Mark Dos Santos might. Want hey, to do, do you like, think if we offer him and they give us Jordi, we should be fine? Well, he's he's not generation Adidas next year. No, he's not. This is the last year. This oh. is his third year. Oh well, then Jesus. <laughs> I mean, his his un- unfortunately his sort of trajectory in the league, if it works out, is looking like his ceiling right now is looking like Darren Maddox. Yeah, yeah. Which is or, kind of a tough or worse, Omar, Omar Salgado. Well, I, he's already accomplished more in MLS than Omar Salgado did. So, yeah. I, so that, that's a, I don't know if you have anything last on that on that game, but. Portland's coming up this Sunday. Do you? Uh, I'm, I'm expecting a, a total nil nil stinker on this one, and I and I actually don't blame anyone for it in advance. I, as long as we win Wednesday, I don't care actually if we lose three nothing on Sunday. As long as we win Wednesday, um, but if we lose both, then that has a real chance of the rails coming off the season. I mean, I don't want to be alarmist, but. I think it's set up for perfection that right now. Like if you lose both, then you know Portland. I mean they've they've been playing and they've been playing great for the last couple of I don't know five six games. I mean the game against the Galaxy was just I don't know set you, up for perfection <laughs> for them perfection, yeah. not for us. Yeah, not for us. I think it's set up for them to it's take it. For, uh, if, they really, if they really if they really want to win, then it's because the way we've been playing lately, we're not you know. Trying to stay positive, but the way that we've been playing the last two games is not gonna is not gonna beat Portland. I mean, you you look at you look at who they have. Yeah, Brian Fernandez. Is Brian Fernandez. You have you have Paredes. You have Chara. You have Valeria. You have Blanco. I mean, Chara versus uh, Ozzy though. That that, that, that would be fun. That's gonna it. be. I'm excited for that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just and then and then Portland's just been ML as of lately. It's just quick counter attack and precise passing out out of the middle. Just. You know, right to someone's foot, perfect one-two touch, and then they're off, and then they're often trying to trying to score. I mean, the Valeri goal against against uh, that Galaxy defender where he nutmegged them, and I mean, yeah. Oh, that was that was um, yeah against uh, Daniel Steris. He just just ruined that man's life. Um, yeah. So, so so they're scary. I mean, like there's you know they're 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 peaking at the right time, and we're just we're we're not at that point where we're peaking anymore. So. Alex, your Portland thoughts. I mean, I think that it's a different story that we're at home. Uh, I think that it's it gives us a pretty good chance that we're at home. And I think that the first game, I mean, I don't know. I'm encouraged. The, the guys who are going to play Portland on on uh, this coming weekend pitched a shutout for Madison uh, this, this past weekend, which is good preparation. And... I'm based on what they did against Montreal earlier. I'm optimistic about that league game, and I think that the Open Cup is a is a wash. Anyone can win that. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to take a break. Then we'll come back, and we've got more Twitter questions. Here we are. We're back. 55-1 podcast. We've got a question here. I believe this is for uh, 
me. Do you want to read it there for us? Uh, the, David wait, Zeller. Oh, what did oh. Zeller want? Uh, <laughs> he asks you, uh, fuck, Mary, kill, Miguel Ibarra, your bar, and a bear. Well. Wait, what? Run that again? Bear and then Ibarra and who else? My bar. Your bar? Yeah. So. Jeez. It de- all depends on if we're actually, if we're. What uh, day of the week are we in? Um, I guess I guess I'm gonna say um, I think uh, I think Miguel Ibarra would be a great life partner. I think that we could have some really great times watching Netflix together, making food. So I'm gonna marry Miguel. Um, I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna fuck my bar because I've put a lot into it. Although the, it's really you know the basement, it's kind of grimy. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill my bar and fuck a bear. I've never fucked a bear before. I don't know. So I'm gonna go there. My bar, like seriously, the basement. It's like a hundred year old building. There's just like there's things down there that nobody we, said anything about a basement. Does any part of my bar? Yeah, but I, then like then I the, don't know. I mean, it wasn't specified. Is anyone gonna want to drink at my bar if they're like, is this the part where Wes fucked it? <laughs> That's a they nice. Don't have uh, to know. You know, you don't. No one has to. I mean, do you don't. Do. You don't have to tell anybody. I'm gonna kill my bar and fuck a bear. I mean, would it. people want to drink at a bar where a murder had occurred? No, well, the bar's dead. So, sorry guys, know. none of you can come anymore. I killed it. But you know what? The bear was gentle. Uh, Go, Brad Pitt. Um, there's a uh, uh, a tweet from uh, Andy S. I was going to tell a bear fucking joke, but I, I'm not sure I can. I'm just, I thought you were going to go into Legends of the Fall. The next Brad Pitt tomorrow moment. morning, I'm going to have to cut, wake up, and be like, "Shit, I've got to delete the bear fucking joke." Um, Andy S. Here, I'm, I'm actually going to do it, and then I can just go back and delete it if it's. If it, uh, Maybe you shouldn't be fucking the bear. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I can't get that time back. Yeah, you can't. Andy S. says, after that game, our home playoff hopes basically over. Meaning uh, um, getting, right, we have to get fourth to get a home playoff game, right? Yep. Yeah. So we are two points behind San Jose, but San Jose are rolling. We're two points behind LA Galaxy as well. And um, they are bad. Uh, we can easily pass the galaxy. Okay, but we could also we're also sometimes bad. So Yeah, um, I mean we could fall out of the playoffs entirely. But I think that I no, the answer is our playoff hopes home playoff hopes are definitely not over. And beating the galaxy well, we can't beat them, but relying on the galaxy to lose a bunch of games while we win is uh, I think a promising strategy. Okay. Um Pydra Rapino Pulisic is the name here. Anyway, it's Sasha. Um, have you watched Another Life starring and produced by the talented Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica? It's on the list. No. Alex? Nope. I've not. It looked bad. And then I, when, I, when I was trying to figure out what the show was, the IMDb had two stars out of five. Did you watch Umbrella Academy yet? I did. Did you like it? I. It was slow, but I... It picked up, and I thought, you know, it did, it did decent. So I'm looking it's, forward to see what they do with the second. It's basically season. Wes Anderson does superhero. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, the one problem I did have is that the one character who uh, is uh, LGBTQ just was like a total like I don't know, like an archetype of all the stereotypes. The cliche, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was cliche. But you know, besides that, that drove me insane. Everything else just seemed to be be okay, except for. Uh, the whole mom thing was weird, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I we're watching Veronica Mars in this house, so we're yeah, Veronica yeah. Mars. Issa watches is watching Veronica Mars as well too. Um, Eric, uh, Alex, do you have anything to add on TV? You're just watching no. the Twins all the time. Okay, great. Eric yep. Nelson says, um, "Can Rodrigo confirm that Vancouver had Vicks Vapo Rub in the trainer's bag when tending to Jordi Reyna, which is why he made a miraculous recovery?" No, they did the sana, 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 colita, rana, and that's what happened. Okay. Matt Doyle says, uh, do the peasants have revolutionary potential? Alex, do you get this reference? No. Okay. 
<laughs> Matt Doyle listens to the Revolutions podcast, which is something that I've I've uh, started listening to over the last year. Um, and there's in the latest season, which I think is legit, super useful for people to listen to. It's about um, it's about kind of the rise of Marxism and anarchism. So uh, Bakunin and Marx and all these people, and then the start of the Russian Revolution. It is a super interesting way and good way introduction into what and how Marxism developed and thinking about labor rights throughout, uh, throughout Europe. Uh, but this is about whether or not um, peasants as opposed to city uh, laborers, uh, peasants were viewed as kind of people who embraced uh, auto, uh, autocrats as opposed to laborers who were more self-sufficient and wanting to. Anyway, uh, they do have revolutionary potential. Um, Aaron Block talks about it. Matt, you're not listening to this podcast, so this is useless. Josh Aha says, <laughs> will Moimbe be the second coming? Um, on word of his arrival, we drop Eric Miller because cash rules. We didn't even talk about that. I don't even want to talk about that tweet. Seems like a pattern with... Uh, Cristiano and Romario, oh, not Cristiano, Christian. Christian Ramirez and Romario, it's my dyslexia happening again, to drop guys and then get burned for them for it when we need them. Um, that second, uh, let me answer the second question and you guys talk about Moin Bay and, and how he's going to be. But um, I, I don't I don't think we really got burned for dropping Romario. I think that Romario, Romario wanted out. Wanted out and it was he was not doing well. Christian, Look, I I want him here all the time. Have we got burned for it? Maybe I don't know if we did. I think that Angelo has worked out decently. I think that it would be better to have had him uh, Christian there uh, to to be working through two different types of players. At the same but, time, LAFC is not using him to his full potential, anyways. Yeah. So, um, but that second thing, uh, Moin Bay, is it too quick to drop Moin Bay and assume that you know uh, just. If Moimbe is terrible, will Chase Gasper be the only thing that that brings us through the playoffs or, or what? Alex? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I trust Gasper. I think he's been pretty good. I think that a guy like Dodson can play multiple positions and we can always drop Miguel Ibarra back there if we need to. So, Okay. Eric Beckman says, what should be Minnesota United's strategy when – Opposition defends from a low block and clogs the middle. Although Saturday's result was frustrating a, per, a person, it may just balance a few wins that we could that could have been draws, like when we burned Dallas. Rodrigo, that first part of the the comment question: What should the strategy be to 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 uh, go after these teams um, who who are really tucked in and they're they're parking the bus and they're just playing on the counter, which is. We've we've had our best success playing on the counter recently. So, how do we change that up? I think you just need to first of all, you know, figure out what your focal focal attack point will be, and then from then on, just uh, don't rely so much on uh, getting into the the third, and then just be content with with crossing the ball. But I, I just think we need to need to make sure that we're using quick play. And, and making sure that the people who are parked have to move, because the more movement there is, is more the, the more the more chances are that they are going to make a mistake and then take advantage of it. If you want to overload one side, then make sure that your defense shifts enough that Ozzy drops enough, and then defense defense shifts enough, specifically with our left and our right back, whoever it is that we're playing on that time, can go up and and be another attacking uh, option as well too. But but try to get into that box as much as you can, not just outside. And then there's not going to be a lot of space. And so make sure that you are making quick decisions and making quick passes to be able to get through. And shoot. Alex, you have uh, anything to add? I mean, I've kind of talked about I don't think Finley was the right guy yeah. to start. Uh, Molino is a good player in those kind of situations because he – he, he's just a good player in those types of situations. I'm interested in uh, Robin Lude's ability to uh, reported ability to beat people one on one. That would help. And then if Jan Gregor, you know, needed to be more accurate in a situation yeah. like that, that would have really helped. 
Ben Mines Stan says, have you guys heard of the energy drink soccer show? No. 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 Okay. Woody Ablom <laughs> says, what's a bigger waste of time, MLS All-Star Game or EMLS? Um, what, is that EMLS when you play the FIFA or is that, I forget what email. Uh, yeah, it's email, it's when you email. Uh, email? What, no. It's uh, when you email Sunil, yes, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he responds back yeah, and you like try Jim. to see how quickly he responds back. If it's a back. tournament Chris. playing FIFA, rather, rather watch yes. that. Yeah, you really would? Yeah, I would. I mean, do you not? watch? Do you watch Twitch or anything? Like, do you watch? No, EMLS but I, stuff? but I, you know, from time to time, my my son likes to watch people play games on YouTube, so I can see how that can be something. I mean, mm-hmm. I like watching. I like you know, I like playing FIFA. So okay, yeah, I I, I could not literally could not give a shit. You know, we should about just have e-sports. a FIFA tournament at the bar one of these days. I'm sure, sure it'll draw some people. Yeah, it'll besides draw me, eight of them. Um, uh, Mark Fangmeyer, last question here. It's a big one, guys. Endless apps at TGI Fridays for $12. How many plates can everyone eat, and what's everyone's go-to app? You're pulling up the menu? Yeah, I am. I got to... I, 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 so I, my story is I worked at TGI Fridays in uh, high school for one month and uh, hated it and um, had this one assistant manager who was like... Like, all assistant managers at a place like TGI Fridays are creepy as fuck. And this guy was like, all right, who's closing with me tonight? Or, and I was like, I am. He's like, all right, you ever see that movie Deliverance? Squeal! I was like, cool. And that <laughs> night, my, um, my girlfriend's uh, family was there. And uh, he was like a stonemason. He had offered, he's like, hey, do you, do you want summer work? And I was like, oh, I got this thing. And they were there, and I kind of walked over. I was like, um, do you need me to work for you at all because i will quit this job and i like quit the job that day because no one needs to work for creeps like that so then i was a stonemason for a summer that's cool yeah you got the menu now uh appetizers loaded chicken nacho nachos Mm. chicken quesadilla giant onion rings buffalo chicken and bacon flatbread bucket of bones Ooh, that sounds good Mm, Mm -hmm. spinach and artichoke dip yep friday's signature whiskey glazed sliders uh Whiskey glazed sesame chicken strips, yep. green bean fries, and loaded potato skins. Ooh, these loaded sound so skin. good. Mm, what's your go-to? Um, that bucket of bones is sounding good to me. It'd be between the artichoke dip. Mm, bucket of bones. Then the loaded fries. Okay. And then the whiskey-covered, uh, whiskey-dipped... Yeah. Uh, chicken was it tenders? Chicken soft pretzels. Yeah. yeah um, Alex, <laughs> you, what do you want to go with? I'm looking at there are like multiple different menus for this. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say like I, I'm. Uh, I I'm guess sure they got mozzarella. Stuff I guess it's snobby. There, yeah. I haven't been to a place like TGI Fridays unless I'm on like a road trip and like need to find somewhere for. They're, they're food. not in Minneapolis, St. Paul. At least that I know of. I haven't seen one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Mark, that's a stupid question. Alex, do you want to answer it, though? I guess I'd go with the pot stickers. Yeah, I didn't read that one off. I'm sorry. Pan-seared pot stickers. I'm sure those are really good. Mm. Giant onion, onion rings, though. How giant are we talking? Like, I can put the, wear these on my head like a Icopara helmet? If, it, if, they can, if you can do that, then that's huge. Yeah, and then you could eat it off my head. That's not part of the appetite. That's, that also is not appetizing <laughs> That's at not all. Appetizing at all. <laughs> That's not appetizing. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, kids, well, we've come to the end of the podcast. I want to no say uh, thank you, Podiumware, for uh, sponsoring Podium this, lot, this last month. Um, please go Podiumware. dot com slash blackheart. Go get a jersey. Um, they won't be available other times. Uh, Alex, thank you. Rodrigo, thank you. I'll yeah, see yeah, you guys. Yeah. See you Sunday. That's right. Sunday. I won't see you, Alex, because you won't be there. When are you what coming you to town, Alex? Is you should um, cut the, the bear story from the point where you say, I'm going to wake up and cut the bear story, and then just have a really obvious cut to Rodrigo saying, that's like five minutes of my life I'm never going to get back. <laughs> get, some, get some quotes like that. Just cut from right there to there. Oh, Perfect. Keep all this. Keep all this. Great, Great ideas. Great all ideas. right. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye.